This section is called Confronted by the Cross. And I reassure you that in the third section, we will reach the comfort of the cross. But before that, despite it being difficult, we really do need to examine the path that takes us there to comfort. And the level of comfort that we will receive is proportionate to our appreciation of what Jesus endured. It's not only the brutality of a physical death by crucifixion that's so challenging, is it? Though that obviously is a large part of it. It's challenging because the cross humbles us and shames us. John Stott puts it very pithily when he says, nothing in history or in the universe cuts us down to size like the cross. Every time we look at the cross, Christ seems to say to us, I'm here because of you. It's your sin I'm bearing, your curse I'm suffering, your debt I'm paying, your death I'm dying. The cross speaks to us of culpability, my culpability and your culpability too. And we know it's so much easier, isn't it, to point the finger at someone else and to blame them. That's why I'm told, and I think it's true, that most car insurance claims that take place are recorded as happening between two stationary vehicles. Because no one wants to say that their vehicle was the moving one at the time. Only very, very rarely will someone admit to the mess they're in being their own fault. In fact, it's not so much that we won't admit to it, we don't even see it. We all have a genius for inventing a narrative that shifts responsibility onto someone else when things go wrong. Whether it's a rupture of relationships brought on by a car crash, or a row in the home, or a dispute in the office, or a difficulty within the church community. We find an interpretation of our lives to blame other people, even when our lives go pear-shaped or seem to be rather unsatisfactory so often. We're listening to a podcast quite recently about conflict resolution. I was struck when the speaker said, Let me share with you a response that I've found resolves the vast majority of relationship disputes. Go to the other party and say these words or something like them. I've come to see you to apologize. I behaved badly. I was selfish, inconsiderate. I was only thinking of myself from my point of view. I'm sorry. What can I do to put this right? Can you forgive me? And the speaker said, I found that a speech like that resolves 99% of problems. Well, if taking responsibility for a car crash or a row or domestic incidents, a struggle, then owning up for putting Christ on the cross is going to be seriously challenging. 
And when it comes to the crucifixion of Christ, there's no shortage of people it's plausible to point the finger at. At Pilate, who washed his hands of a decision, but who handed Jesus over to be crucified? Or shall we point at Herod, who became blood brothers with Pilate as he handed Jesus over to him for further questioning? Or those who spread fake news and disinformation about Jesus and swayed popular opinion with their lies. He wanted to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Or this man is demon-possessed. Or shall we point at the Jewish people who crowded in front of Pilate's palace, who heaped opprobrium on themselves, saying words they would take back, I'm sure if they could, let his blood be upon us and our children. Or shall we blame Judas, who betrayed Jesus? Or the disciples who abandoned Jesus and ran away, leaving him without any supporting witnesses? Or we could pin the blame on the Sanhedrin, who acted out of order in so many respects and turned events into a show trial. Well, it would be very convenient. More than that, it would be a huge relief if we could honestly find a way of scrutinizing the cross and finding a way that leaves us in the clear. But truth be told, we cannot. And here's the reason we cannot. Christ died for our sins to bring us to God. As Peter wrote in his first letter, he committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth. And when they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you've been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you've returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And this is at the heart of the events we're remembering today, is it not? Jesus dies for me, for you. He's our substitute. He's in my place. Specifically, as the scripture puts it, his blood is shed for me. It's not comfortable to read, but in the letter of the Hebrews, we're told, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And in Romans 3:25, God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice. And what I'm highlighting here and pinpointing is exactly what sticks most in our throat and humbles us beyond measure. Why is Christ on the cross? Because that's the way God chose to lift the burden of sin off my back and your back. He pays the debts off there. It's finished. It's paid. The cross is God's way of squaring the circle. It's what happens when perfect love meets absolute justice. God pays the price himself. Who's responsible for Jesus being on the cross? Why did Jesus die? 
because of my sin. I may not have been there physically, but he died on that day to absorb in his body the punishment that would otherwise have come my way. Unless I can say, like Paul, Christ died for me, then I'm trying to sidestep the cross. It's not enough to say sacrificial love looks like this, so it does. We need to acknowledge atonement looks like this, because it does. And there's a growing reluctance to stand in this territory, but it's absolutely at the heart of a Christian gospel. It shows us at our weakest and God's love at its strongest. The cross coupled with the resurrection is our most secure point of reference. I read in a book somewhere that if you want to survive a prairie fire, what you do is you light a fire at your feet and you're careful to stand the right side of it so that the wind blows away from you. And then you stand in the scorched earth, safe. And that's what we do at the foot of a cross. And there is a danger that the Christian church could lose its nerve and loosen its grip on the truth as revealed in scripture, undermining the cross in the process. Because we've become very reluctant to name and shame sin for what it is and its consequences. If we could airbrush the reality of sin from planet Earth, then we wouldn't need a savior, but we do. And the scripture speaks truth into our lives, telling us the dis-ease we all are suffering from. The dis-ease occurs when we arrange the world around us to our convenience and push God to the edge. That's what sin is, a lapse of holiness. And every single one of us has done it and still does it from time to time. In fact, everyone in history, bar one, Jesus Christ himself has lived like this. And consequently, we wreak damage along the way. Our imprint on planet Earth isn't entirely positive. Each of us will have hurt people and wounded them and been hurt by people and wounded by them. And we know, we know, we've fallen so far short of what God's best plan is. The speech every single one of us needs to make, if only we could see it, is very much along the lines of, I've come to see you to apologize. I behaved badly. I was selfish, inconsiderate, thinking only of myself and my point of view. I'm sorry. What can I do to put this right? Can you forgive me? And of course, Jesus is longing to say to us, it's paid, it's paid, I have forgiven you. By his stripes, we have been healed. And this is not God exacting satisfaction at the price of his son's death. No, because the Trinity decided before the creation of the world, together, this would be God's rescue plan. Christ died for me. 
But when the time came, did anyone make that speech back on Good Friday? I've come to see you to apologize? No. People either picked up a whip or hurled insults or ran away or kept their distance. And we would have been no different. <laughs>